Let's keep the good vibes moving along as we do each week on Tuesdays. Our good pal Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer is here with us on the program. Ferg, we appreciate the time. How's your week been? How's your bye week been treating you as we get set for another week of football here? Yeah, bye week was pretty good. Um, took some time off over the weekend, which was pretty nice. And uh, yeah, we're ready to get back at it because you know Auburn's got their final five games of the regular season coming up in football. And uh, we are just a week away from uh, basketball's exhibition, less than two weeks away from the start of the season. So it's all about to come here in a hurry. It's insane how quickly all this thing, uh, you know, just gets here. All of a sudden, we, we spend so much time throughout the year talking and speculating on what results could be. And here we are, a busy portion of the college athletics year. Uh, it increases the workload, but I'd much rather have results to talk about uh, than a bunch of speculation, like we said. So uh, now that we've got this football team getting set for another big one against Arkansas, a lot of emphasis being made on the running game, not only for Arkansas, but also Auburn and their ability to run the football as well. Talk to me about the significance of both teams running the football. Yeah, well, first off, Auburn's uh, run defense has, has taken a huge step backwards this year. Um, they have had one of their worst seasons in a long time at stopping the run. The Ole Miss game was a perfect example of that. Um, and here's the issue. Arkansas comes into town on Saturday. Arkansas runs the ball more than any team that's not a service academy in college football this year. Um, they average more attempts per game than anybody but Army, Navy, and Air Force. This is going to be a team that's going to hammer right at Auburn's greatest weakness on defense. And we're about to see if any of the rest, anything we saw, um, you know, from from some guys getting injured and banged up a little bit, um, maybe some time to refocus, if that'll change any, because Arkansas is just going to go right at a Rocket Sanders is one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, KJ Jefferson is a load to bring down at over 240 pounds of quarterback. They're just going to run right at you, and they've got a really good offensive line. They always do, um, and that's you know that's been their specialty. So, I mean, for Auburn, it's just can you do something you haven't been able to do in the last few weeks, and that is just slow down the running game. I mean, even against Missouri and LSU, when they didn't post good numbers on the ground overall, they still hit some big plays on Auburn. So. You know, that's got to be something that's got to turn around. On the flip side, Auburn's own running game, coming off their best game of the season against Ole Miss. Be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, Ole Miss has got, I mean, uh, Arkansas has got much better linebackers than Ole Miss does. They do some 3 2 6 stuff sometimes. Alabama was able to run the ball really well against them a few weeks ago. And, you know, Arkansas hasn't really played a lot of teams that have really committed to being a run heavier kind of team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Auburn found something on the offensive line they liked with Jeremiah Wright uh, getting uh, his first career start at left guard. Maybe some rest will help them as well uh, because right now just Auburn's passing um, game is just not very effective. Um, if there was a week for them to step up, it would be this week. Arkansas's pass defense is one of the worst in the country. They've gotten banged up on uh, in the secondary this year. Uh, but really, it's just, you know, can, can Auburn uh, – you know, get Tank Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter, those guys really rolling and build off of what they did against Ole Miss. So, you know, it could be a game that, uh, you know, the running game may put up some big numbers on both sides uh, just because Auburn has struggled so much uh, at stopping the run. Um, but maybe they found a little bit of momentum and Arkansas may be a little bit more susceptible than some of the teams are going to face down the stretch of the year. So let's stay there then, Justin. Let's let's stay with this Auburn offense. You mentioned the fact that Arkansas has struggled at times throughout the year defending the pass. 
Auburn did find something potentially in terms of running the football for both the Arkansas game to just find a way and win this game, but then also the long term. What's more significant for Auburn, being able to continue to run the football with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter or being able to find something in terms of a passing game, knowing that you're going against an Arkansas secondary? What do you think would be more significant? I think it would be more significant if Auburn could be consistent on the ground just because Tank Bigsby is your most talented player on offense. Your best bet if you're Auburn this season uh, to win some of these games is kind of making them short. You know, not, not, you know, you don't really expect Auburn to kind of light anybody up um, with a bunch of points this year, but maybe you can grind out some wins. A&M's not really good on offense this year. Uh, Mississippi State, that's a team you want to keep the ball out of their hands because of their air raid. Um, you know, you got Arkansas this weekend that we've talked about, Alabama the same way. Like, if they can consistently run the ball, manage the clock, um, you know, and get good chunks of yards that way and put up points that way, I think it would be more significant because, you know, right now your passing game kind of is what it is at this point. Um, I don't see that drastically getting better as time goes on. Um, you know, Robbie Ashford can make some plays. Probably Astro's going to turn the ball over, though, and he's not a very efficient passer at this point. Um, so I think it's just, you know, you're seven games into the season, lean on your strengths, and I think it would be more valuable for Auburn if they can be a team that continues to run the ball well like they did against Ole Miss against some of these teams they've got down the stretch. Auburn football prepares for a game against Arkansas at home and 11 a.m. kickoff after the bye week, trying to find ways to build some momentum and talking about this defense now. We mentioned the impressive play for Rocket Sanders for this Auburn defense. Who were some of the players that you expect to lead the way for them on Saturday? They need their defensive line to come up in a big way. Uh, they need guys like Colby Wooden and Derek Hall, uh, Marcus Harris to make big plays because – you know, as I wrote earlier this week at the, at the Observer, Auburn's linebackers just really haven't given much this year um, in terms of run stopping. Um, you know, Auburn's not making a ton of plays in the backfield with their linebackers, um, hardly any actually. Uh, and you know, they just have not been a very good run stopping unit. They miss the Kobe McLean a lot. Owen Papa's not what he used to be uh, coming off that injury. Cam Riley and West Steiner just. You know, there's been a drop off and run stopping. Um, so when you face a team that's going to want to hammer away at you on the ground, you're really going to need that defensive line to step up. And to their credit, Auburn's defensive line has been pretty productive when they've had opportunities to make stops. Uh, it's just a matter of teams getting into that second and third level. So I think for Auburn to have a chance to slow down Arkansas's running game, I can't really say I could put a ton of trust in the linebackers. Instead, I think it's going to have to be one of those games where you get some. You get some really kind of heroic efforts from uh, your top defensive linemen and edge rushers and, and try to win it that way. Justin, you, you've kind of answered this question in, in a roundabout way in, these, in your last two answers, but I want to ask you directly. Brian Harson was asked this same question, so I want to ask you yesterday. What is the potential for this team over the last five games of the season? I mean, you look at the, you look at the last five games, and I think – I think, you know, you're not going to be favored in any of them, uh, I don't think. But I don't think any of them are games outside of Alabama. Uh, I don't think you're going to necessarily sit here and say, well, this is definitely a blowout. You know, I don't think there's I don't think there's that kind of point. I mean, Arkansas is a four-point favorite this week. I would imagine when Auburn played State next week, they're not going to be heavy, heavy underdogs. We'll see what Texas A&M looks like in a few weeks when they come to Jordan-Hare. These games are winnable. But, you know, Auburn's lost a lot of winnable games this year. Um, they lost several winnable games. Uh, to to be back and should have lost another one to Missouri. Um, so it's just 
the potential of this team is that they can they can turn it around. Like they can uh, on paper. I mean, they're not they're not playing this just overwhelmingly brutal schedule down the stretch. It's just we haven't seen Auburn be consistent, and that's the thing. It's like if Auburn can play some of the the defense that they've played at spots this season, if they can get some of the passing game that they've gotten this year, if they can get the running game from Ole Miss going all at the same time, you can see how this team can win. You know, uh, a few of these games down the stretch and still make a bowl, right? Like that's possible. The problem is, is just we haven't seen it yet. It's a very inconsistent football team, as Owen Papo said recently. When one thing you know gets fixed, another one pops up, and I think that's just the thing with this team is just, this is just not a team that um, inspires a whole lot of confidence. Uh, when you when you talk about getting things corrected, getting things fixed, your personnel is your personnel at this point. And so, you know, I think Auburn could snag a game or two down the stretch, but making on them to make a lot of noise is tough just because from what we've seen so far this year, this is just not a very consistent football team. Justin, now I want to pivot away. You said, you you mentioned earlier, we're just over a week away from Auburn basketball tipping off. They got their exhibition next Wednesday. First time we've spoken to you since the Bruce Pearl and the players' appearance at SEC Media. What was your takeaway from, uh, from his appearance up there? Well, the one thing that I think you can really bank on with this Auburn team right now is that Wendell Green Jr. is a starting point guard. Everything else is kind of up for grabs in terms of playing time, rotation, who's going to fit where, what that's going to look like. I think that's going to be a strength of Auburn's team this year is that they're going to be able to not rely, have to rely on one or two guys. Like, you know, they're going to be deep enough where if, if somebody's having a rough night or multiple guys are having a rough night, other dudes are going to be able to pick them up. And that's internally at their own position and in, in addition to, you know, other starters and other reserve players. But Wendell Green Jr. is that guy, that point guard. Um, he is really the only guy who's got a starting job locked up at this point. He's ready to roll. And I talked to him, you know, on, on um, at, you know, at SC Media Days, and he, uh, we were talking a lot about just being a leader and taking that step forward, um, you know, from where he was last year. He was a really good point guard last year. He just needs to be more efficient, be more comfortable, and he says he's ready for that spotlight. So I thought he uh, thought he looked, you know, and handled things really, really well at media days. A lot of questions that were thrown at him, um, and I just think here in the preseason, he's looked a whole lot more comfortable. Um, and so when you have a team that is going to be so deep and be so versatile, and you may not have a lot of, you know, you don't have a Jabari Smith or a Walker Kessler, but what you do have is depth, physicality, versatility. You need a point guard to be able to make it all go, right? You need a point guard to be able to facilitate it, whether you're playing on the inside or on the outside. If you're going to hammer away down low, if you're going to fire away from deep, um, if you're going to play slow, if you're going to speed it up, you need a point guard to be able to do all those things. And it looks like Wendell's going to be that guy. And then, Justin, I want to stay in the basketball world, but pivot to the pros. Last night, we saw the first ever matchup of Jabari Smith versus Walker Kessler in the pros. What has been your takeaway from both of those guys starting the start of their seasons? Yeah, I think Walker Kessler is an interesting spot. The Jazz have been a lot better um, than people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. He got in foul trouble last night, and so he didn't get to play a ton. Um, but, you know, Larry Markinen's had a great start in Utah. Um, they're getting some good work out of Kelly Olenek, some other guys. But, you know, depending on the matchups and depending on who they're playing, Walker's going to get his, his chances. And he's looked pretty good on the defensive end, pretty good as a rebounder. Um, you know, had a double-double in his first game. He's he's going to continue to kind of pick it up, I think, and kind of push ahead uh, there. Won't be a starter, probably won't be a key player this year overall for the Jazz this season, um, but he's going to have a role, and I think that's a, that's a really good sign. And a Jazz team like this that 
was not very good. Like a lot of people thought that they were going to tank, um, you know, this season. They're showing a lot of fight early, and they look like a team that's going to, you know, they know that they are not overly talented. But what they're going to do is they're going to play really hard every night. They remind me a lot of like some of these Thunder teams we've seen recently where they're not good on paper, but they got some pieces and they're not going to just pack it in. So I think that's a good spot for a guy like Walker Kessler to land and kind of learn how to be an NBA player on the fly. As for Jabari, great start for him. Um, great start to his career. He had an awesome game last night against the Jazz. Hit some clutch free throws down the stretch. Uh, started at center, which was uh, kind of cool to see uh, him show some of that versatility. I think he's defending pretty well uh, early on. But it's that shooting and that rebounding. I think it's going to take him a long way. And, um, yeah, the more comfortable he gets in this offense, I think the more uh, shots he's going to be able to put up. But, uh, yeah, he's one of only two Houston Rockets ever to score double digits in their first four NBA games. The other one's Hakeem Olajuwon. And the Rockets have been playing basketball for a very, very long time. Um, so really, really good start uh, for Jabari's career. I think both of those guys, they're not going to win very many games this year, I don't think, in the Western Conference, either of those teams. Uh, but both of those teams – in different ways, have a lot of heart, have a lot of fight, and they're building for the future. I think it's going to be the perfect environment for those guys to kind of learn how to be NBA players. You say often that you're not a fan of scary movies, but do you have a favorite Halloween movie? No. Same. Okay, good. Glad we're on the same page there. Uh, yeah. Short and sweet. I like it. How can we get uh, How can we get involved with Auburn Observer, Ferg? Yeah, auburnobserver.com. Sign up there. We've got newsletters this week on just why this game is kind of do or die for Auburn football. That came out today. You can check that out. Some stats there that uh, kind of point towards, uh, you know, what could happen here down the stretch for the Tigers. Uh, Monday's story uh, was about Auburn's run defense. There's a breakdown there. Tomorrow's newsletter, do a deep dive into Auburn's small forward position for the upcoming year. Uh, Alan Flanagan, Chris Moore, maybe some chance Wester or Leo Berman. Um, just kind of what Auburn needs to get out of that group this season. Uh, we'll have podcast uh, throughout the week, mailbag. All that good stuff. We'll have coverage of the Arkansas game. So if you want something uh, Auburn football, Auburn basketball-related deep dives um, into uh, the X's and O's and the stats and, and the stories of Auburn football and Auburn basketball, um, and you want that in your email inbox at least once a day, uh, you can check out auburnobserver.com. Sign up there. $6 a month or $60 a year, and we will give you something pretty much every day of the week. Justin, not even Hocus Pocus? No. Wow. <laughs> I will say, I will say, the Nightmare Before Christmas is probably like that's the one where you can kind of say that's kind of a Halloween movie. It's also kind of a Christmas movie. Um, so like that one's that's the one where you're kind of like I'm kind of like yeah that one's fine. But yeah, no, no, none other than that. Uh, two thoughts from me before we wrap up. One, genuinely just stunned that Brooks you asked him about the uh, celebrity couples. In sports question for a mailbag. He and mm-hmm. I saw that Ferg actually put that into the mailbag for the Auburn Observer. I thought with my name attached to this, there is a zero percent chance <laughs> that we're put in there uh, with the Auburn Observer. So one, genuinely stunned by that. And two, this past week, as people well know by now, I stood beside my brother on his wedding day as his best man. Very amazing week. A whole lot of fun. And while I was there, at one point over the weekend, my phone buzzed with the notification saying a payment had processed for another year's worth of coverage at the Auburn Observer. So while I'm with my family celebrating just this amazing accomplishment, Justin, I want you to know that you were on my mind as well when that news came through. So you got me for a whole other year, man. 
That part is good. The fact that I was on your mind at your brother's wedding <laughs> is one of the saddest things I've heard all year. <laughs> so I wouldn't tell anybody else that. Okay. That can stay between us. Yeah, oh, man. Between us and everyone else who's listening to this radio show. <laughs> and the podcast. And the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's on the internet forever now. Oh. Dang. All right. Well, hey, if you want to give a shout out to a sports call next time you guys do a podcast, I wouldn't mind. We've done it before. I know you have. I know you have. I'm just saying, you know, if if one came up again naturally, that'd be pretty fun. Okay. I'm going to try to make the most unnatural one ever. (laughs) Just in the middle of a sentence, just say the word sports call. Oh, that's wonderful. Ferg, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, y'all too.